Sunday, Fair Edge. Play both sides of the bet on Test Cricket. Back or lay markets, only at Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Happy Sunday morning, everyone. Welcome along to the Betfair Edge. Back or lay AFL markets, exclusive to Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Damien Watson here in the chair, filling in for Miles Fitzner, who's enjoying a well-deserved break, and a man who was as pumped up as the Gosford nightlife last night following the Mariners' victory in the A-League Men's Grand Final is the Baron of Betfair, Tommy Haylock. Welcome to you, Tommy. Hello, mates. How are you? Yeah, you got not me? too bad. Mike's working? Yeah, I'll tell you this what. This is a nice change. Nice change. Things run smoother when you're here. Oh, no, Miles has been fantastic, <laughs> and he deserves a break too. I think he's in barley, that's my understanding. I've uh, Yes, there's a few things to put in the lay bin on, about his barley trip. Uh, I can tell you what, his Instagram stories for starters, it's all happening. Yeah, I know he's had it a bevy of Instagram stories. He hasn't taken a break from the socials, I'll tell you. And look, no. rightly so, he's got a big following, so you've got to keep that up to date. <laughs> Don't pump his tyres up. Have you got a big following? No. Are you a big Instagram user? No. Social media, Twitter? I'm one of those people. I'm not very good at taking photos in general. I'm a bit of a, what do they call them, man-child, even though I'm in my 20s. I don't really use a lot of the social media. I use Twitter. but Use Twitter? Yeah. That's probably about it. <laughs> well, Hutchie's a massive TikTok man, so. I don't um, mind TikTok. It's quite really? brief. That surprises me. Yeah, well, just to consume content. I'm not a great content creator, Tommy. No, it's hard to create good content. I think so. But what about Betfair? Do they do a lot of TikTok work? Would no, that be in the pipeline well, potentially? That could be an early lay-in. But um, <laughs> no, uh, TikTok actually don't allow wagering platforms right. on um, their platforms. So it's an interesting one. They've trialed with a couple of corporate bookmakers recently and we're angling to get on TikTok Betfair. So we'll see how we go. Okay. I've just started. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not great at TikTok. But anyway. what, what was your first entry just before we oh, get into the sport? It's a lot of... Um, a chat with Terry Layton. I've I've done that. A few SEN snippets, some funny stuff with Miles. We've done. Yes. Um, yeah, just a bit of bit of that. I reckon TikTok is made for someone like Miles. He'd be fantastic. <laughs> it, it is. It is. All right. Well, I, I did mention we had the A League Men's Grand Final last night. And I did know we? that's going to be part of your lay bit a little bit later on. But the Central Coast Mariners smashing Melbourne City six one. A hat trick for Jason Cummings as well. I was sort of keeping an eye on it. Sixty five. Obviously working last night. Sixty five minutes in, it was two one. I thought, okay, Melbourne City could stage some sort of fight back. The Mariners just kept piling on the goals. I mean, to win by that margin in a grand final effectively, I was just a bit surprised. But it's certainly good for the Gosford community because I know a lot of people have been talking about A-League crowds in general and the lack thereof of attendance, but they've been getting behind the Mariners, which is good. I think it's what their first the title in 10 years. Do you know what the crowd figures were? I think it was around the 28,000 mark. That's better than memory. I would have thought. That's yeah. not bad. I didn't even know it was on, so there you go. Um well, hopefully Melbourne City can bounce back. We've, I know in the AFL, the teams that have been walloped in grand finals have had an awful record the following season. So I wonder if that flows on to soccer. 26,523 well was done. the crowd last night. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. That's been a big talking point, the grand final venue over the last six to eight months, possibly to the league's detriment. We've had the AFL and NRL as well continuing on, shortened rounds. Now, it's interesting. Some good games in the AFL last night, and I know there's been some market movements as well that have reflected probably changing patterns, Tommy, but mm. probably my highlight of the weekend so far was the NRL clash on Friday night. The Canberra Raiders against the West Tigers. One just, point. Well, just for context, the Raiders were 18 to nothing up 
with about probably 15, less than 15 minutes to go. The West Tigers slam on three tries in four minutes, take the lead, and then a penalty goal late gives the Raiders a victory by a solitary point with about a couple of minutes to go. Insane. And Luke Brooks missed a field goal in the last minute. Is that right? Yeah, and then ultimately we had one within the last couple of minutes that obviously proved to be decisive, but that was just crazy. The fluctuation in momentum in general, unbelievable. Yes, yep. Has that created any tension, some of the results in the NRL over the last day or so in well, the market? get the market up shortly. AFL, now I've got plenty of uh, bones to pick and plenty for the lay on the AFL this week, which is pretty common, but um, I'll get the NRL markets up and, and the premiership markets, but did you call AFL this weekend, mate? Uh, no, it was short, short and round this you week. you taking any uh, calls from Carlton supporters? Yeah, last took them on Friday good. night. Yeah, you were yeah. very good the way you handled them. Oh, I try to be. I don't know. That's, that's a subjective thing. But, yeah, I think the very first caller on Friday night after Carlton's loss, he was so exasperated he couldn't even speak. <laughs> he just yelled, I've come home from work. And he just couldn't get the words out. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to dump him because I can't understand him. What was he, the one that we heard last week was brilliant. It was something like oh, he, someone, got, he got married and he even went to a Carlton game the day after his wedding. And, yeah. yeah, it was very funny. Oh, there was Good someone. Year. There was someone that compared following Carlton to child abuse, and I thought that's a little bit far. I imagine. <laughs> Good. So me. Uh, the NRL Panthers on betfair.com to do three dollars eighty. Rabbitohs five dollars. The Storm eight dollars. Broncos eight dollars sixty. Quinella Sharks twelve dollars. Um, who do you support in the NRL, mate? I'm a Melbourne Storm fan, but that's interesting. The market suggesting the Broncos are around that eight to nine dollar mark because they've been going pretty well. I suppose the jury's out on them when the pressure's on because we saw last year. You know, they pretty much had a final spot sewn up and then they lost in the last two rounds. So, you know, we've seen a couple of times even this year when they're playing against quality opposition, they do tend to falter. Now, just on the AFL, I know we've had a couple of boring fixtures on Friday night. Melbourne beat Carlton in a bit of a sloppy encounter and we had a couple of one-sided games yesterday. But I didn't mind the Bulldogs v Geelong game. I thought it was seesawing. It's a shame that in the end we had a margin above 20 points because I think it deserved to be a thrilling finish last night. Uh, we, we had a couple of must-win matches. Obviously, Melbourne Carlton was a must-win almost um, well, for both se- for both seasons. Uh, Western Bulldogs, Geelong, obviously a very important match. Geelong needed a bounce back, and they did. Don't write good sides off. Uh, I think that's the lesson we learned with Geelong last night. Um, they capitalised. Bulldogs, inaccurate. And then Adelaide-Gold Coast was an eight-point match as well. And Adelaide got up to a 35-point margin, I think it was. They got down to as low as $1.07 on Betfair in, in play. Mm. Gold Coast hit $12. Really? Unbelievable, yes. And uh, Gold Coast strung nine goals in a row and got the chocolates. Adelaide hit the lead again in late in the last quarter. But Gold Coast centre bounce clearance work was outstanding. Their contested possessions were outstanding. Matty Rao... The first five minutes of the third quarter, you only had five possessions in the first half, I think. Four or five possessions. Mm. His first five minutes of the third quarter just changed the game. He only had 15 or 16 for the match, but what he did in that five minutes, he had three clearances. I think he had the first three clearances on the, in the last second half. Adelaide didn't touch the ball. He kicked a goal in that first five minutes and just changed the game. So he flicked the switch and, um, yeah, very disappointing um, result for the Crows who come off good wins, travel, lose. Go yeah. home, come off a good win, travel, lose. So uh, all too consistent pattern for them. Carlton, very plain and ordinary in a very average match Friday night as Can well. Can they make the finals from now or not? No, nah, they're done. They're, they're done. not playing well enough. Yeah. Um, Geelong, Hard to see it happen. Yeah, I agree. Geelong, huge win Geelong. Obviously, they without their three 
best midfielders almost. Mm, that's um, right. And so, they've had fits and spurts in their season as well, haven't they? Well, they lost the first three, won... Was it lost? It was five. They they won the, they won the next five, I think, and then things changed Correct. after that. And now yeah. they've come back with a win. So it's they been very interesting. Yep. So was it three, five, and three? I think they went. Yeah. So unbelievable. Um. Yes. Yeah, so we've got a couple of good matches coming up today. Or well, one good match, in particular GWS Richmond is going to be an interesting match as well. They're both bottom half of the ladder, but um, important for both sides. You think GWS need a win if they're any chance? That's right. And Richmond, I think a lot of people say their season is over as well. They've had a changing coach, obviously, that probably had their last chance, according to some, against Port Adelaide. They were pretty gallant last week, so it'll be intriguing to see how they go. It was interesting watching Jack Revolt in the training sessions in the lead-up to this game because he had probably one of his greatest bags at uh, Giants Stadium when it comes to kicking goals. So I wonder if he can replicate something like that. But what are the markets suggesting at the moment? Because I reckon it'd be... Would it be somewhat even keel, GWS v Richmond, given they're both in a similar position? Yeah, it is. It's uh, GWS $1.94, Richmond $2.06. Ooh, so okay. I'm happy to take GWS there against Richmond. Um, speaking of bags, Jack Lacocious, five goals last week in Darwin, five goals again in Darwin. So he's kicked 10 in the last two weeks. <laughs> Unbelievable. And he's obviously a former number two draft pick. He's living up to his potential, he's skillful, but they've utilised him uh, deep in the forward line, he just doesn't lose one-on-ones. He's been enormous the last two weeks. Just for games in Darwin, because of the humidity and everything like that, does it tend to fluctuate? Can it be a little bit more unpredictable, I think, at least amongst the punters out there with the way they analyse it? Or I suppose you have to go on form. I That's think the data, the data teams, you make a good point, the data teams probably don't have enough data for games up there because they only play once or twice a Correct. year. So it's not like a Marvel Stadium where you've got 100 games uh, of data each season. Um, so... Yeah, it probably is, but the conditions changed a little bit. It got heavier and more dewy uh, late in the second quarter, and Gold Coast adapted to that better than the Crows last night. So you, it was fascinating. Are you going to Darwin later this year? You went to the Darwin Cup last year. I'm going year to in the, the Darwin Cup, mate. Yeah, I don't think Milo's coming up this year. He, uh, he He's still all travelled out, about, I think. <laughs> he still talks about uh, Darwin Cup and all his adventures up there and the day he had, but. Um, no, I'm heading up there. I can't wait to get out of Melbourne winter. It's been pretty cold and miserable, and it's always a good weekend. So Darwin Cup Ball's an exceptional night. Uh, it's the best racing function I'll ever go to. So there's a really? one, one for the backboard early. Uh, yes, best racing function. It's black tie. Better than breakfast with the Breakfast with the stars. Better, stars. Than, better than Magic Millions in terms of every other function. It is the best. Under the stars, because it doesn't rain. You don't get a cloud in the sky. You get good good artists playing and um, black tie. It's a beautiful event. If you get a chance to get up there, I recommend it. Scott from Bayswater in WA says, Morning, gents. Are we laying Miles Fitzner's helmetless Instagram clips? Scotty, you've given some of my good gear away. Yes, uh, his Instagram gear is not great. Um, you've got to wear a helmet, Milo. <laughs> Don't come back. Don't fall off one of those scooters over there. Dangerous. Put a helmet on, mate. Yeah. Put a helmet on. I know, I know the Blame laws it. are a little bit different, but yes, you've got to set the example. Given his following, he's got to be a good role model, doesn't he? Correct. All those young kids following him. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's just be safe, Miles. Yeah, be smart about it. Come on. That's exactly right. So it'll be interesting to see how the markets shape up as the season progresses in the AFL. We'll start to get a better idea of how things are shoring up in regards to the top eight, etc. just want to talk about the Brownlow, if I can, yes. for a minute. Now, Nick Dacos comes off. 30 goals and 30 goals, three goals and 30 possessions. 
Uh, he hit four dollars at a four twenty on Betfair during the week. It was a huge price differential to the corporates. He's in a two dollars seventy eight. Just when I think he's about to go through a couple of average games, he steps up and does that. It was a brilliant performance. Um, he's he's two dollars seventy eight now on Betfair. Bontepelli probably um, quietish game last night. Probably doesn't poll seven dollars eighty. Zach Butters huge mover six dollars eighty now. Zach Butters yeah. unbelievable and- go. He hit. <laughs> He amazingly, and tiny bit matched at 500 to 1 um, during the year. Christian Petraka into $6.80. Yep. Jordan Dawson, $11.50. A good game last night. I'm not sure he'll poll. Clayton Oliver, $16.50. Obviously been out for a few. Lockie Neal, $19.50. That's about it. So really it's down to three. Um, Dacos, Bont, Butters. But Rosie's one that... I know he got. I read the paper today, and he got three votes in the paper. But all the attention and the media attention's gone to Zach Butters this season. I reckon Rosie's having an outstanding year, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they're both very even at the moment. Well, this is the thing. Will they work to each other's detriment in regards to stealing votes off each other? That could be the key in regards. Sunday bet fair edge. Play both sides of the bet on Test cricket, back or lay markets only at Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Welcome back. Hope you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on this Sunday morning. It is the Betfair Edge. Back or lay AFL markets exclusive to Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Damian Watson and Tom Haylock with you. It's time now for the lay-bin. Highly anticipated lay bin, and just as a bit of a sub segment to what we produced earlier on before the break, off the SMS, Pete from the Gold Coast. Hey, Tommy and Damien, do we know that we lose an Australian in Bali every nine days? Horrendous. <laughs> Be careful, Miles. Put your helmet on in Bali when you're on the scooter. Get in the lay bin, Miles. <laughs> Put your helmet on. And also, just on that, if you've seen his Instagram stories, and this isn't the lay bin, I'm not sure he owns a shirt that has buttons over there. Do some has he buttons got it down up. to the navel, Do has he? some buttons up, Milo. Come on, mate. He's probably tuning in. I don't know what time it is in Bali, but... Do you have a lot of chest hair? Is he hirsute? He's probably a bit waxed. I don't know. He's... Oh, I don't know. I don't turn it off. I skip through the ones where he's got no shirt on. So... <laughs> 736 if you want to nominate what you put in the lay-bin. There's a few already off the text machine, but what about you, Toby? Um, Friday night, the whole AFL match. Every second possession, that's in the lay-bin. It was a disgusting football match. Um, did you catch it? Yeah, I watched a fair bit of it, and you're quite right, I think, particularly in the last quarter. How pedestrian was it? The game was still on the line. It was such a boring last quarter, it wasn't was it? Just, it? It's a must-win for both teams. Melbourne got to finish top four, you would have thought, and Carlton needed to win to make finals. Unbelievably bad skills. It wasn't a bad night for football. Um, we had Charlie McKay trying to kick it across his body from 45 metres, not making the distance. We had players lining up for goal 45 metres from out from goal, not making the distance, and there was uncontested marks to the opposition on the goal line. It happened time. Like, it was such a bad game. The crowd. Mm. I went. It seemed like there was 35,000 there in a must-win match. They jump off quickly. must be snowing. The D supporters must be for uh, snow. It might there have seen. There was 49, which yeah. I think there was a bit of mayo on top of that. No, they have no reason to do that. A lot of corporates, but out in the out out in the actual grandstand, I sat out in the the plebs for one section for for once. Um, for out once. in the general admission, 
Um, Out of the corporate box. Jeez, the crowd was pretty average, in my opinion, for a must-win match between Melbourne Demons, who are meant to be flag fancies, and Carlton, who are meant to be challenging for the top eight and a must-win match. I thought it was a pretty plain crowd. Um, I could go on and on about that match. It was The skills were awful. So that whole Friday night game, one of the worst I've been to in the lab all right. Probably outside of the North Melbourne v St Kilda game, Melbourne v Carlton was probably the worst game of the season, quality-wise. Considering the calibre that you would have expected. And the circumstances, the pressure. Yes. Like, it was a must-win match. Yeah. No, so I agree. you expect both teams to really have a crack. Um, also, putting seagulls in the lab in. Seagulls? Like the, not the Sandown ones that destroyed a race well, in 2005. Similar. There was that many seagulls at the MCG. He was sitting next to a mate, and he got... Uh, he got in trouble, so one of them dropped one on him. So Oh, okay. There's just so many seagulls. Birds in general can get in the labian demo. Not a oh, fan. Oh, come off it. No, I noticed on you know you know pigeons. Rage you know Rage the music show. Yes. They had a bird special yesterday. Songs about Is birds. Is Rage still going? Yeah, it's been going for years. Is it's it still, still going. I yeah. didn't know that. Saturday I just like night. the like the soccer grand final. I didn't know that oh. it still existed. A league's still going, is it? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that's in my lab in Melbourne City's performance. You speak about a must win game. This was a title on the line and to lose six one to the Central Coast Mariners. Doesn't matter who you are in any grand final when there's a title up for grabs to lose in that fashion. Very, very poor. So in the lab in Melbourne City. Fair. That's fair. You can't be losing grand finals by that much. Um Semi-serious one, a semi-old-man-yells-at-clouds one. But mm. um, last week we saw a boxing match between Tom Bellchambers and uh, Cameron Moon. Yes, I saw that. Um, got a lot of promotion in the lead-up, didn't it? It got a lot of promotion in the lead-up. But the biggest issue in NRL and AFL at the moment is concussions. And you've got two former AFL players fighting. I don't like boxing at, at, to start with. But I don't think the AFL would have been impressed or promoting the fact that you've got a 44, I think Cameron Mooney is getting knocked out um, and concussed in a semi-professional boxing match. They're not professional fighters. I just, it doesn't sit well with me. I see your point, but then again, if they're doing it consensually as part of a boxing match in general, I don't know. Footballers go to the field consensually. They get paid good money to play yeah, football. I agree. They understand the risks. Yeah, I know that, but it's a little bit different because it they, is take, different. Uh, yeah. they take preventative measures in footy, and, and that's why we have the changes to the rules, etc. Boxing is a little bit different. And look, they're going into it. I don't necessarily mind it. You don't want to... Like, we had Roddy Andrews v. Mark Jackson, didn't we, back in the day uh, competing? And Paul Gallon's competed. Barry Hall has competed. Yes. If they, if they want to go ahead and do it, I don't mind as long as they do it consensually. Yeah, I just don't think it just doesn't really sit well with me. But anyway, uh, cows laying Milo's socials. Yes, great shout. Uh, <laughs> Dan laying the once mighty St. George Dragons. They're pathetic. Mm. That's uh, fair. Um, Robbo, got to lay. It's all about me, Warner. He thinks it's, uh, <laughs> he doesn't think people should care about Dave Warner. And that's fair enough. Oh, what look- do you make of that? Now, Does anyone care about him announcing but, retirement? But is in that the media's six fault? months' time? Is that the media's fault? At the end of the day, the media knows that Dave Warner generates discussion. Correct, it's clickbait. He's divisive. Um, yeah, it's good by the the media. I don't mind it. Yeah, they but, can jump on and use him. I just don't think he needs to come out and say it now. But I don't. It doesn't really bother me. Um, Shannon from Bottles Bay. Morning, lads. Question. How does a Ferrari, a.k.a. Turtle Vita, get stuck behind two Corollas in a seven-horse race? This happens too often. That's why they call it the coffin there behind the leader. Um, that was one of, yes, yeah, some really bad, sick beats. Um, some photo finishes 
yes. um, as well, which someone mentioned here. Labin photo finishes at Rose Hill. Wrong side of four of them. Yesterday did me out of half a gorilla. Oh. Uh, so Samana, Kips Bay, Zoom on, Turtle La Vida. Um, yeah, there was there was plenty of average beats. So I had a pretty rough day as well with a couple of those. So I backed Turtle La Vida. Um, the market came for it. So, um yeah, there's was, was a few. We'll get to racing soon, but how did you go in general in Queensland in particular? Um, well, on the backboard, Damien Oliver. Yes. 128th, was it? Group, Group ones. Um, yep. Unbelievable ride. So Damien Oliver's I, – I put myself in the lab in here. I thought he was getting past it, but that ride, uh, unbelievable on the winner there, um, Amakura. So the Queensland Oaks, as a race, could probably get in the lab in. It wasn't a strong race. Yeah, but – I suppose does it is it a victim of the time of year? Do you think or not? It is too many group ones though. Um, there are too many group ones in general. Yes, hundred percent there is, which is a problem. So the the racing pattern in Australia needs to, they need to sort it out. Way too many group ones. Um, we need the country to get on the same page and come up with a plan of attack and not be rivals because racing is. At the detriment of sports punting as well. Sports is wagering in sports is so much more popular than it was ten years ago. Oh, and absolutely. race it's to racing's detriment. That's the biggest concern for racing, not state state versus state. Um interestingly, the advertising ban potentially coming in. Yes, on we live heard it on sport, the news. Yes. Yep. Uh, that might actually play in racing's favour. But we need bodies and jurisdictions working together for the betterment of racing, not the other way around, because the biggest issue is sports wagering at the moment. Do you think that will realistically happen, though, given oh, the entrenched not, rivalry between Victoria and New South Wales? Not in the next 15 years, no. <laughs> um, which is in the lab in itself. Because um, it, wagering turnover is down, right, Damo? It is down, and I know we've got to get to the news, but we can talk about this all day, but it is down. We need to do something about it. The fact that the Everest has gone from $15 million to $20 million, prize money continues to go up in Racing New South Wales. I don't know where they're getting the money from. It's It seems unsustainable. We've seen Racing Victoria come out and say that uh, prize money is set to decrease and drop, which is which is right, which makes sense. If you, if people aren't punting as much, where does the money come from? Yeah. Well, so um, The cost of living issue as well going forward to make it sustainable for people out there, and rightly so. Just as we head to the news, to the backboard for me, West Coast supporters. Not often I'd say yes, that. Yes, a good one. But and Kane Corns mentioned this, and I agree with him. West Coast fans came out in force when they played Collingwood. I know there's a lot of Collingwood supporters that live in WA, but a good crowd there, despite the fact West Coast have been absolutely ordinary this season, for them to turn up and support their team in droves is fantastic, despite the fact they're going poorly. That's a good shout-out from you. I agree. Good backboard. All right. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Betfair Edge. Time for the news. Back or lay AFL markets exclusive to Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Back with more after this. I say I don't like cricket. One of the great songs. Welcome back to Betfair Edge. You can find better odds on test cricket at Betfair. Play your way. What's gambling really costing you? Damien Watson and Tommy Haylock with you on this Sunday morning. And Tommy, cricket back in the conversation after a few months, at least in Australia, pretty much out of the mainstream discussion. What are your thoughts on the World Test Championship final and the prestige, whether it carries any prestige, coming into the ashes? Yeah, well, it's only a new concept. It's a great question because I'm... 
So just heading into Wednesday, Australia at $2.04, India $2.86 and the draw $6. Based on, I think India um, will have this as a higher ranking than Australia. They, I think Australia will be using this as a lead up for the Ashes. And I think Australian public see it as a lead up for the Ashes. So I'm backing India at $2.86. So I can lay off and hedge. I think they'll be short on that at some point in this, the match. Um, they've had the wood over Australia. Yeah. And I think they're a silly price, $2.86. Australia, we obviously, they'd be trying to win. I'm surprised Australia are favourites, to be honest. I am you. a little bit as well. I agree. Um, lay the draw, unless the weather's average. So lay the draw, back India. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm surprised uh, that India are outsiders there at $2.86. I can't wait for the Ashes. I'll get to some markets in a minute. Um Obviously, Warner, we discussed Warner off the top uh, before the, the news. A big opportunity for him to make some runs and gain some confidence in England. I think Australia have had a really good lead-up. It's been a pretty wet county season. They've strung yep. some matches together. Michael Nisa is not the 15-man squad for the um, Test Championship, which is interesting. Start at county level, though, hasn't he? He's started at county level. He's been enormous. Well, he started at Sheffield Shield level, in fairness, over the last couple of years as well. He's got the capabilities with both the bat and ball. That's, that's the key, I think. So Boland's in the squad. Boland's the yeah. backup bowler. Well, well, conditions conducive to his style, I would say. Yeah, the same with Nisa. And I yeah. came on the show last week and asked Miles if there was a world where Cummins isn't actually picked. Um, and it sounds ridiculous. Um, but obviously Hazelwood's an outstanding bowler and Cummins was the leading wicket-taker in England last series for Australia anyway over there. But he should play. But... Um, Stark brings a point of difference. He's got mm. the pure pace and swing and bowling as well as ever. Uh, Hazelwood, I think, is a late bowler in England conditions. Boland, Nisa performing brilliantly, and um, Cummins. We've got a huge, that's a superb five or six quicks that could play. And um, it's going to be a fascinating series. The most, the leading wicket taker for the Ashes is going to be really interesting as well because you've got yeah. Broad, Anderson. Australia play six tests in seven weeks. Um, and obviously England play five five in six and a half weeks or whatever it is. We should mention, though, they're effectively – it's a bit like a tour game in a way in regards to – Well, this is the yeah. Test Championship. Yes, 100%. That's why I'm, I'm happy to back India. They'll be focused on this. Australia, uh, England are playing Ireland at the moment. They're, that's their lead-up to a match. No one really cares about that. They're trialling things. They're trialling Bazball again, aren't they? And they're a, smashing yes, them around the park, as effectively. You would. I'm so intrigued about Bazball against the Australian Quicks. I I think it'll bring about their undoing. Okay. I don't think you can play Bazball's type of with Hazelwood Stark Stark maybe because he can go for runs if he's not swinging it, but Hazelwood and Cummins just line and length. Boland, if Nisa plays, they just bowl so accurately. I just think they'll nick up for fun England if they go too aggressive. It's an interesting discussion because you could make the argument though, Tommy, that they've harnessed and really got the most out of the baseball, if you want to use that expression, type game plan, that they're probably accustomed to using it and maybe they know when to pull the trigger in a sense. Yes, you're probably right to a, to a sense. This is their biggest challenge, though. They've played New Zealand. Um, they pulled it off. Mm. But I think Australia's bowling lineup is much better than New Zealand. So yeah. it's going to be a, a really interesting series, a good challenge for England batsmen. Um, obviously, they've come out against Ireland and Made runs for fun, and um, yeah, I can't wait for it. So that series at the moment, Damo, England two twenty eight, Australia two dollars twenty six. What as pretty much as even as it gets. Drawn series seven dollars sixty. Uh, it is incredible.
I don't mind the price for the drawn series, actually. You just never know with the weather over there. That's the thing. I don't. I think there's only been one drawn series in ages. Obviously, the last one over mm. there was drawn 2-2. So, um, yeah, it doesn't happen very often, amazingly, the drawn series. I know, particularly with the fickle nature of the weather over there in the UK. But hopefully it gets a bit of traction as well in the media. I mean, cricket... In England, it's an interesting one. It's gone through, I wouldn't say a renaissance over the last couple of years, but I think the 100 concept has helped bring it to a new audience, a bit of a younger demographic. So I hope it gets a lot of publicity there. The EPL season's finished, and I think maybe it's a good opportunity for England to really cast cricket into the mainstream again. Yeah, I can't I can't wait. I'll be up all night watching um, plenty of, plenty of balls. Um, player markets. Now, Last series in England, Steve Smith dominated. Obviously, he was out, yep. um, but he got Australia's top series batsman uh, and top series batsman altogether. England's top series batsman was Ben Stokes. Cummins, leading wicket-taker yep. over there, and um, England's top leading wicket-taker was uh, Stuart Broad. So you're going to be glued to the TV, mate? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. There'll be a lot of sleepless nights. I suppose there often is in the middle of the year because we have other things like the Tour de France and, and everything like that. It's just that type of season, basically, when you have the dreary winters. Speaking of events in the UK, I'm not sure if you follow the racing over there, but they had the racing at Epsom last night, and yes. I watched a few of the races. The crowds, I love the crowds in the rolling hills along the straight as well in general. I think it's fantastic the way they get behind it. It'll be interesting... This is the first racing season or peak racing season since the Queen has passed away as we head into the big races at Royal Ascot. So I've always thought it's an interesting discussion point for a lot of people whether the change at the top there in the Monarch would lead to maybe a downturn in racing interest. But the tradition is there. That's the thing. That's a very interesting point from you. Uh, (laughs) I I occasionally come up with some. (laughs) Yes. No, you're good. Um, you make a great point, but how good's the summer of sport in England? Yeah. World Test Championship, first test on the 16th, Tuesday after uh, Royal Ascot starts. Yeah. And then we've got another four tests. Then you've got Wimbledon. Yes. You've got the Grand Prix over there. It's unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what, I might ask you for some French open markets as well. I know Ooh. the Aussies are out, but that's one to discuss as well. How Is that on? Yes, yes, believe me it is. No, I've been watching it actually overnight. I think it's fantastic on the clay there. Now that Nadal is obviously no longer at his peak, the French Open has that little aura of unpredictability about it again. Because for so many years he dominated the men's singles, didn't he? Well, Djokovic, Djokovic $2.92, Alcaraz $2.82. So um, interesting there, very even at the top. Holger Rune $9.60 and basically write your own price. The Rev and Tsitsipas, the next couple in betting there for the men's, mate. Yeah, I think with Sitsipas, the question mark will be whether he can hold his nerve. He's still a guy that's developing in regards to his mental capacity out there on the court, whether he can hold his nerve under pressure. If, really you want some, if you want some tips, Damo, head to Betfair Hub. Um, Steve from Ace Previews, who's been on this show before, um, has all the content in there. He's got plenty of tips. He's a, a very good judge and knows the draws and everything back to front. So he'll find you and steer you into a few winners. Head to betfair.com.au forward slash hub. All right, fantastic. If you had a choice between the Ashes, I think I, think I know what you're going to say. Ashes, Wimbledon, the Tour Ashes. de France. Ashes. <laughs> well, how would you rank them in in three in in order? Tour de France has lost a bit of its glow, in my opinion, because of the old drugs thing. Maybe, but um, back 2005 to 2010, obviously yeah, Cadell. Um, 2011, it was Cadell. Yep. That kind of era, it was, in my opinion, a lot bigger. 
Mm. Um, I'm not a huge tennis man, but Wimbledon's probably second. Ashes is right up there. Ashes yeah. is probably my favourite sporting event for the year or for any year. Yeah. All right. No, I think What's lot... your favourite sporting? Message in your favourite sporting events. Ashes, Ashes in the UK as well, given the time slot. And I think it's probably my favourite series of sport. Yeah, I think you'd probably be right up there in regards to the rivalry in general. I suppose it comes down to personal preferences. Yeah, I think when it comes to overseas sport, that and the Super Bowl for me. The Ashes in England and the Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm not big in US sports much. Okay. We've got the NBA Finals as well going on, so there's plenty of sport happening internationally. Braden off the SMS says Alcaraz looks a beast. The question mark is, I know he's had a fair amount of injuries in the first half of the year, and whether long-term he can make sure that he stays healthy in that regard, but he's an absolute star. There's no doubt about that. Quick break. Back with more of the Betfair Edge right after this. We'll talk further sport and further racing. Don't forget you can find better odds on test cricket at Betfair. Play your way. What's gambling really costing you? Sunday, Betfair Edge. Play both sides of the bet on test cricket. Back or lay markets. Only at Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Welcome back to the Betfair Edge. Damian Watson and Tom Haylock with you. Back or lay AFL markets exclusive to Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Just before we provide our tips and I suppose the odds for the sporting events coming up here, Tommy. Off the SMS, the FIFA World Cup trumps anything went on. I suppose when you think about it, we'll probably more in the discussion point surrounding events that happen yearly as opposed to once every four years. If you want once every four years, I know the FIFA World Cup is... Massive. I still like the Olympics over the top of it because it is a greater representation of all nations, but that's a debating point, I guess. Oh, give me the ashes. <laughs> Fair enough, too. 0499 to text in. Now, racing, we'll just touch on that. Obviously, we had the Queensland Oaks yesterday. Damien Oliver registering Group 1, number 128 in his career. Chris Lee's good reward for him with Amakura getting up. At decent odds as well. What did you make of that particular race, even though the depth probably wasn't there quality-wise? Yeah, you've got Rio running second at 101. Um, <laughs> it's, it sums up the race a little bit. It was a pretty average uh, field. Renaissance Woman was uh good good ride, uh, sorry, good run, average ride. Same with John Ayala on a fair receive, um, a horse that I liked, back and wide, and just the market hated it. The market drifted significantly on betfair.com.au, and... Um, Renaissance Woman and Affair Affair Sieve, given very little chance of winning, and um, great ride by Oliver, just outridden there, brilliant ride. Um, Prince of Boom, we speak of markets and Betfair being the the actual market, the place to be in terms of following trends and the market moves. Prince of Boom, in the last 30 seconds of betting, was backed in the Morton Cup, the Group 2, backed as if unbeatable. This horse was 540 into $2.58 on Betfair. They were willing to take any price in the last three minutes. The last 30 seconds were back clearly into favourite. Firmed um, 20.2% implied win probability um, yeah. of chance in the last two or three minutes. Unbelievable go. Um, I liked it and Quantico. Quantico was quite plain there in that Morton Cup, but I backed both Prince of Boom and Quantico. When the market came in the last 30 seconds again, I had more on Prince of Boom and was raced very keenly. It was just too quick for them. Yeah, that's right. And it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Just in regards to any male, is there much around at this time of year when it comes to the racing because we're in the middle of the year? Uh, not much. We've got the JJ Atkins. Good weekend of racing next week. Yeah. So JJ Atkins, the um, 
for the two-year-olds getting over a trip and the Stradbroke as well, which looks a really yeah. good race. So can't wait for next uh, Saturday. It's going to be a good day. Just on racing as well, we saw some massive results at Rose Hill, Devil's Throat. Paid $5.10 Betfair starting price and $3.60 top tote. So that's almost 45, 42% better, 41%, 41.7% better on betfair.com.au. We saw some massive prices on Betfair, which was outstanding. Max Schnell, $52.00. Won the second leg of the quaddy there, race eight, $52.31, paid $39 um, on top tote as well. So massive overlays. Absolutely. Let's have a look at the markets for sporting events coming up. We've already discussed the market for GWSV Richmond in the AFL. Pretty even that match to get underway uh, within the next hour or two. Essendon v North Melbourne. I'd suspect the Bombers would be the ones to back there. Yeah, hard to hard to back North Melbourne at uh, they're five dollars thirty. Essendon a dollar twenty two. We've got a couple of NRL matches coming up. Three uh, Sydney a dollar thirty three versus Canterbury four dollars. North Queensland three oh five versus Melbourne Storm a dollar forty six. And yep. Penrith versus St George. Penrith a dollar thirteen versus St George eight dollars twenty. Are you following the NBA, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, fantastic in game one. There you go. Nuggets, $1.16. Obviously, one game one very convincingly. Miami Heat, $7 there for the NBA championship. Yeah, that's right. And I felt for the Boston fans, Tommy. It went to game seven, that playoff series against Miami, the Boston Celtics. Because I reckon when you look at U.S. cities, Boston, in my view, Boston and Chicago are the two big sporting cities. They love their sport in general. Mm -hmm. Probably similar to the way Melbourne really gets around at sport and just imagine if they managed to progress through because they were a fair way down in that series, managed to come back, force it to game seven and in the end couldn't quite make the NBA finals. But it's been absorbing. Whether the rest of this particular series will be absorbing, I'm not sure because Denver are looking the goods at the moment and I think the market reflects that, obviously. Miami might have already played their grand final, yeah, so to potentially. speak, getting over the Celtics there. Uh, what did you make of the state of origin Wednesday night? Yeah, loved it. I think it's fantastic. And obviously Queensland getting up as a Victorian, you're basically conditioned to go for Queensland, aren't you? I don't know who I support. Probably. My best mate goes for New South Wales. But, um, yeah, I'm not big into it, to be honest. But New South Wales just did what New South Wales did. Um, On the backboard, Twitter is superb on a state of origin night, especially when the Blues (laughs) get beaten again. Um, Phil Gould and everything like that. Sack everyone, sack the players, drop the entire team. It's some great takes. Loves, bit, this is why you need social media, Damo. you got Twitter. so It's a bit like Carlton after a loss. It is, 100%. <laughs> the New South Wales um, Twitter was brilliant. All right. So it'll be interesting to see how game two goes, whether they can force it into a side of New South Wales. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. $3.55 for the series, New South Wales, Queensland, $1.36. Well, there you go. And it's an absorbing duel, as we know. I think it's the absolute pinnacle when it comes to rugby league in general. And you could make the argument in Australian sport, but AFL fans might not like that. Tommy, appreciate your time on this Sunday morning, as per usual. Been a pleasure again, mates. Yes. Fantastic. You in next week? I don't think I am, but I'll be back with Is you Miles in the next, next few week? weeks. No, no, he's still in Bali, I reckon, Jeez. for another week. Better find some shirt buttons. <laughs> I hope so, or a shirt that actually fits. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That wraps us up on the Betfair Edge. Back all AFL markets exclusive to Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Crunch time up next in your various markets.